as I'm listening to you, I'm looking back on the last, you know, 10, 12 years of my life and seeing how much I freaked out about the wrong things. Yes. And that's something that I feel like I'm just, I try to help myself with or my, my wife, our family, us together. And just like friends and people that, that are in my life is like, I think one of the, we, we have so many questions about so many things. I think I'm learning that a good question a lot of times is like, am I even concerned with the right thing? Yeah. You know? Welcome to the Indie Young Professionals Podcast, where we help 18 to 29 year olds be great adults. We're going to interview leaders throughout the city of Indianapolis and talk to them about some of their successes and failures so that you can learn from them as you walk along this journey of life. All right, everybody, welcome to the world's first episode yes. of the Indie Young Professional Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Chad Freegy. Does that mean I'm number one? You are number one. Yes. So uh, we are having our first episode. I'm extremely nervous. How do you feel? Man, I'm like not shaking, but I'm shaking. <laughs> That's true. You're yeah. made for these moments. Man. We are going to have a 30-minute episode. And so when our episode is over, you will hear this sound. Is that pleasant? Yeah, it really is. Perfect. I'm going to change my ringtone to that after this. So when that comes on, we'll stop our conversation and we'll pick it up for week two so we can do some 30-minute episodes and try how that goes. Does that sound good to you? Perfect. Perfect. So uh, this is our first ever episode of the Indie Young Professional Podcast. As you know, we are trying to help 18 to 29-year-olds be great adults because 18 to 29 is full of so many questions. Did you have a lot of questions in your life when you were 18 to 29? I did. I did. And like, does that mean we have to be great adults right no, now no, to be that, on the podcast? No, no, that's actually great. Yeah. So Chad is, Chad is my best friend and the CFO, right? CFO? Mm. What's your official I'm, title? My official title probably on LinkedIn is general manager. Mm. Um, but I'd change my title a lot as far as like, depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah, I'm yeah. the COO or, or <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, I buy the janitorial supplies yeah, totally, or like, totally whatever. So how old are you right now? I am 33 years old. And you got a family? I have four kids with a fifth on the way. So that's, that's what I was asking. Like, I feel like an adult sometimes, right. but I don't feel like I have it all. Yes. Uh, Can we talk about that yeah. for a second? Okay. So I've started to be bold enough to share this with people at times. And I'm finding that I'm not the only one that does this, but like I have an age in my head that I see myself as. Yeah. And I think it's 12. Yeah. Do you forget your age a lot? Cause when you just asked me that I I'm to the point now where I'm forgetting how, but by only like one or two years. Right. But I'm in my mind right now wondering, am I 33 or mm-hmm. did I just say 33 and I'm actually 34? Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I'm 33. I'm 30. So that's a pretty good that's mile true. marker. That's so it's easy. hard to forget. All right. So let's get some, some context for who you are, Chad. Yeah. Tell the people, all the listeners from around yeah. the world, tell us a little bit about you. Where were you born, raised? Should I do the family? church version? Like I was born and raised in a Christian home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can do that. We are in a church, yeah. but this, I'm this isn't kidding. like, you know, you don't have to give a church answer because it's not like a church. Podcast. So I am uh, 33. Like I said, born and raised in Indy. Uh, my, Shout out. Yeah, man. Love Indy. Um, although I left Indy for college, but we'll get there later. Went to Heritage Christian all growing up, had three older brothers. Uh, my mom and a dad that loved Jesus, loves Jesus. Both of them go to this church, actually. Um, many of you know my dad, Bill, and and my mom, Sandy. Um, so I grew up heritage, doing the normal sports, 
school stuff. Um, did pretty well in both, I guess. You were phenomenal and in sports, Chad. I, I did okay. So Chad and I went to Heritage together. You were, what was it, three or four years ahead of me? How do we count that? I don't even know. I was a freshman. Yeah, you were a senior. Three. That's when we became Let's friends. And Chad's nickname at uh, HCS, mm. X Factor. Yeah, I have it tattooed still. I'm oh just kidding. Gosh. It's a total joke. It's tattooed nowhere on my body. <laughs> Maybe it should be. Gosh. Um, so after high school... I went to Baylor University. Sikkim Bears. Sikkim. That is true, though. Like, I, I have some Baylor pride. They are what? Number eight right now? Number seven. It's number seven. When this podcast comes out, the season will be over, true, I think. Yeah. So we might have lost. We'll see how that ends. Then the- We're definitely going to have lost by then. <laughs> well, yeah. We'll see. Hey, Sikkim all the way. So I went to Baylor. Um, double majored in entrepreneurship and finance. And if you're in Texas, it's finance, not mm, finance. I learned so that true. freshman year. Uh, I was actually corrected on that, so I still disagree with it. Like, I yeah. think it's finance. Did uh, Blaine McCormick correct you? Uh, it might have been him, it actually. It probably was him. Yeah, so it was very early on that I mm-hmm. was corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, so loved Baylor, met my now wife. You said wife, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship and finance? Yep. Finance. Finance. So they have a really good entrepreneurship program. That's uh, right. Really just business school in general. Were you in the business school? Absolutely. That's what I thought. Way to go. Uh, thank you. Business um, management. Yeah. 2012, sick and bears. Okay, we're getting off track now, but no, we're we, can, so we can talk about the hand camer. Hand camer business school. Yeah. It's brand new. Yeah, now. that's awesome. Um, so double majored there. Met my wife first week of school um, and didn't know, obviously, at the time that she'd be my wife. But actually knew about two weeks after that that she would be my wife, honestly. Like <laughs> and a, she knew that too, right? No, but she yeah. didn't. It took her a long time. Okay, let's talk about this. We're going to pause here. Okay. We're going to pause, pause here the whole story. Okay, so let's talk Let's talk that whole situation. Oh, my goodness. So obviously everybody's got a different story mm-hmm. with relationships and everything. Kind of a big part of our life. Yeah. I know that uh, for me, my friends, people I'm friends with now, well, everybody in the whole world, relationships <clears throat> never stop getting complicated and are like such a integral part of who we are, the life we live, all of these sort of things. Obviously the whole like dating, who am I going to marry, all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Tell us a little bit about that. A little bit about that. So you, yeah. you meet Karis and you're like, I'm, I'm down for this or. Yeah. It's a good question. I went into college thinking like, I don't want a girlfriend. Right. And and I was like following God at the time too. Mm-hmm. And it, so it wasn't like, I want to go party or like hang out with a bunch of girls. It was more like, I just, I want to find my wife and mm-hmm. it's not going to be very convenient to do that in freshman year, you mm-hmm. know, like, cause then it's, you just have a totally different yeah. plan. You're not going to go meet a bunch of girls. It was like the high school chat in me. Karis is going to punch me in the face when she hears this, but <laughs> it's like, too. it's not like I wanted to just date a bunch of girls. It was just, I want to have fun in college. I right, didn't want right, to have right, to worry right. about girls. Yeah. And so literally I had, it was my first, uh, I don't think it was my first class of college. It was first day of college, Christian scriptures class at Baylor. Karis, Boylan at the time walks in. Don't say something you're gonna regret. I've heard you tell the story I know. before. Karis Boylan walks in. She's gonna be mad at me anyways. Oh, I'll make a long story short. Of I tried to help. Just I for the record. I basically like just turned my eyes. Like don't look at that girl. <laughs> like like she. 
probably doesn't love Jesus, so don't waste oh your time. Oh my gosh. And I was I was like, okay. But then I saw her like a few days later at a church party and I was like, oh no, she does love God. I need to go introduce myself. Oh my goodness. So at that okay, point let's pause on this yeah. for a second. So you've talked about how your parents love Jesus and you keep talking about following God and all that kind of stuff. So another big I think thing is like what does things like religion or faith or anything like that so we are shooting this in a church but you know a lot of different people are going to listen to this yeah what what why do you why like what have you found along the way that like that journey of like not there's there's like the faith journey I think and a lot of people have a lot of questions about you know just the general stuff like does God exist what's God like if he does exist all these different religions, all that kind of stuff. But then I know for my life, I know this is true for you too. Like I had kind of landed there on like, I followed, I believe in Jesus and like grew up in church and like I did the Christian thing, but there was still then a disconnect of like, what does that have to do with my life? Yeah. And so you're like breezing over some things that I think are really huge. Like what in the world does God, if he's out there and all that kind of stuff, have to do with something so not spiritual, quote unquote, as like some relationship. And it just sounded like, you know, you've walked that journey of figuring out how does some of that even integrate into your life? Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I think I'm, I think I'm hearing you right of, uh, even when I, when I go back to what I said about not wanting a girlfriend, Yeah, it was more about, I think in the back of my mind, because I was trying to follow after God, I had my whole life, I had just learned from people and I'd learned the good and the bad as far as my brothers had made some mistakes growing up. I'd had some really good mentors and from like from an early age, and this really comes from my dad, so I can really thank him Mm -hmm. for it, but just seeing like uh, what works in life and what doesn't. I remember like six, seven, eight year old uh, boy as a six, seven year old, eight year old boy, hearing my dad talk about the businessmen he was meeting with that had all the money in the world, Chad, but mm-hmm. they were so they're fearful or they were really, they weren't happy. And at that time hmm. I was like, Oh, that sounds weird. Like, yeah. I would think that if you had all the money in the world, like I started right. being introduced to these concepts yeah, along yeah, the yeah. way, but then meeting people that had gone through stuff as well. Mm-hmm. It was really cool just to see God bring certain mentors, leaders, even your dad in my yeah, life yeah, yeah. at a really young age. I've known your dad since I was in kindergarten. Yeah, that's really so weird. crazy. Um, but just hearing different mistakes people made, and I did a pretty good job, I think, learning from people's mistakes mm-hmm. of like, wow, that choice led to a lot of brokenness wow. uh, for this person, or that that led to this, which, okay, how do I avoid doing this? And it, I kept running into this same road of, Jesus, like this guy is actually happy or this guy Mm. is not, hasn't messed his life up and this guy hasn't done X, Y, and Z, but he doesn't seem to even want to do X, Y, and Z. Like I, I got away from religion. I feel like at a pretty early age and I say that in a good way, Mm -hmm. I I got towards relationship pretty quickly of following rules. Isn't going to get you anywhere and just doing the church thing isn't because I was just surrounded by that. And I think I was figuring all that out, but I kept running into these roadblocks of wanting something real and authentic and seeing it in different people around me. Yeah. 
That's so interesting. I think so, another thing I hear you hitting on, and I think is so good that you're talking about how many, how you watched people yeah. and then like you had, you had mentors and stuff like that, which is amazing and such a gift. And like, I don't know. I think you're like me. You kind of fell into some of those. I was just going to say, all, which is all of them. Which is, it's not like today where you find somebody that's really successful and be like, right. Hey, you want to grab coffee? Which is awesome. Me? Which like, is so awesome. amazing. I, I think I just, I hear you talking about, and I, and I know this is true about you. You're like a really, you're a pretty intentional observer and learner. And it's cool to hear you talk about how you just like watched people and sort of drew some conclusions and responded in some, in some of your own ways. Yeah. I think that's so, that's so good because I think I know that like we're talking about the years of college and in twenties and everything. And like everything's so full of transition all the time and like so many choices. And I know for me personally and all my friends is we've lived life. And again, people that I'm living with now, it's like, it's just scary to like go through all these things and wonder like, what, you know, what do I, do I need, what, what's going to make me happy? What's going to fulfill the thing? Yeah. And there's so many different options out there and thought processes. Like, you know, you said, well, I don't want a girlfriend. So many people are like, well, I need a girlfriend yeah. or, yeah. or I don't need a girlfriend. I just need to, I need to go, I just need to go hook up with people or I need yeah. to do this or I need to chase that or the money or the whatever. I just think it's cool that you you're talking about how, it was so valuable to be around in your life. It's been so valuable to valuable to be around people from other generations. I hear you saying, yeah. you know, you obviously you watch some of your siblings and stuff, but I don't know, for some reason it feels like it's, it's just like worth saying it's okay to watch other people's lives and be intrigued about what you see in their life that you like yeah, and to make adjustments about your own life, even potentially about things you don't like. I guess that can sound so like judgmental. Yeah. But it's not or necessarily like or right. Like it's that. not necessarily judgmental. It's just like, man, if you made that choice and it leads to things that I think I actually want, maybe I should lean into that a little bit. Especially if you are willing to have that conversation with that person, like you said. Yeah, and I think that's the next the step. Distance, distance and observing, and then you're like, hey, you mind if I ask you why? Because a lot of times they're willing to t- share their story, testimony. Totally. I feel like you find that in business a lot. You find somebody successful. And the first however many hour long of your conversation is just hearing all the failure they had or they started with. I just I was just listening to some Mark Cuban thing the other day, which it was just super random. He started his business with eight thousand dollars or whatever. You know, he sold it for five point whatever billion, five point two billion. And it was pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the guy listening to him said too. (laughs) He actually said some other choice words, but uh, it was it's interesting just you assume certain things like yeah. they've got it all put together or whatever. Mm. And that's kind of my point of, I, I learned from a, an early age that no one's perfect. Even yeah. my dad, who I really admired yeah. s- so much would just ad- admit that he wasn't perfect to me yeah. or like, you know, I'd see some flaws here and there, but he was a pretty perfect guy in yeah. my eyes, honestly. Yes. And, uh, just to hear him talk about how much he needed God and mm-hmm. how much, you know, certain things didn't satisfy or, or what he was living his life for yeah. just really threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people, especially that are listening to this, we're all going to have different backgrounds, right? but we can all agree on the, like we need to just look to Jesus depending on where you came from, whether mm-hmm. you came from a Christian home or not. Um, it's, it's something that, uh, well, we can get into success and what is success, yeah, yeah. but it's, no, I think that's some good. of those thoughts of, 
why why are we living our life and right. what's going to actually lead to success and happiness yeah, yeah. so you're talking so much about like building a value system is what yeah, I hear you talking about. And I know that I had some people share with me, share that with me along the way. And still, even today, like, and I'm still, I'm on, I'm just 30. You're just 33. Like we're still, I still feel like a baby in yeah, life for I'm sure. So much older than you. You are so much older than me and so much more mature for yeah. sure. Um, but I, I'm thankful that there's been people along the way to, to like help give me perspective. And I think that as I'm listening to you, I'm looking back on the last, you know, 10, 12 years of my life and seeing how much I freaked out about the wrong things. Yes. And that's something that I feel like I'm just, I try to help myself with or my, my wife, our family, us together. And just like friends and people that, that are in my life is like, I think one of the, we, we have so many questions about so many things. I think I'm learning that a good question a lot of times is like, am I even concerned with the right thing? Yeah. You know? And when I hear you, what I hear you talking about is as you, as you're looking back, like you haven't really mentioned much about any choices that you made or, I mean, you told, you said where you went to school and what yeah. you majored in, but it wasn't like, and then you got this or did mm-hmm. that or what are those things? Like it's, I think, and I think this is true is that so much of these, so much of life and even like early adult life I'm finding still, it's like, I got to decide what my value system is going to be. And then that will determine the people that I put around me, the things I do and don't do, yeah. the things I pursue and don't pursue. I don't know. And and you yeah. keep you keep talking about God. You you just said no matter where we come from, we all need to focus on Jesus. Like you have this big conviction that yeah, this exactly. man this man Jesus shapes your value system. And um I just think that's wise and helpful. And I found that helpful to like even today, like today, right now, I've got stuff on my plate that I'm like I can get really anxious about and I'm trying to learn how to like chip away at some of the things I'm freaking out about or I can get anxious about or I can get worried about or concerned about and be like, is that, is that even, is that even the thing that's worth being concerned with? Is that making any sense? No, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. (laughs) Uh, And we could, I think I could get off track with just that part of it because like you said, today there's yeah. certain things that are like would weigh heavy on you. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like uh, today I have the same thing, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of other things. Like some people know my story with my mm-hmm. son and just some things that have happened the last couple of years. It's funny how we think these things are important and then something actually really important drops yeah. in your life and yeah. all these things aren't important anymore. Wow. And so when I look back on even my college years and mm-hmm. even beginning of business, I was just, you're learning, you're learning how to handle life. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. certain emails at the beginning of my career just throwing me for a loop for mm. like days. Yeah. And I think back on like what those were yeah. or like how God uh, covered me or just how it all worked out. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, man, I wish I wouldn't have wasted so much time worrying about the wrong things or I wish I wouldn't have gone home from work that night and been stressed and not just hung out with my wife and had wow. fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, or like my kid. Now it's like my kids. I wish you know, three years ago when this business issue was going on that it didn't consume a month of my life, even though I probably appeared like I was okay, but for right. a whole month or whatever. There's just certain yeah. things in life that you're like, man, I wish I could get that back. But yeah. Do I, you have any like specific examples that come to mind? Um, Something well, that you've, that totally messed with you in the moment that now you look back on and you're like, wow, 
that was hitting on something. And and, and I, yeah. I think a specific example is important because a specific example can be an example can can be kind of a a microcosm of more of a macro thing, yeah. like a macro worry. Yeah, you know I would I, mean? I would say there's a good example. I'll kind of leave some names out, but yeah, yeah. it was probably three or four years ago. Um, if it was me, you can just yeah, say. yeah exactly. <laughs> like our business was growing, we were kind of on the the edge of um, like some breakthrough. Yeah. And we had been putting a lot of emphasis with this one customer and we were going to get what we thought was probably our largest order ever from Mm -hmm. them. Um, and everyone would know who this person is or this company or whatever. But, um, and then I remember one day and we did some test sites with them. We're in water treatment. So we usually do like test sites and things like that. Okay. We got this one email one day about like, Hey, one of your test sites failed like the project's off, bye-bye, you know, like you guys are, and so like our, like this is a family business. So when you get emails like that, it's almost like they say to you, you are a failure, like your stuff is a fail, you know, you'd start. And I don't like your daddy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, it's like identity stuff. It's like, oh my goodness, like we failed. Or like, you just start to think that way. Well, it, one, you have to always start having those conversations. Okay, what failed? Let's talk through it. Some people don't even want to talk. They think you're trying to scam them or they yeah, think yeah. like, well, you're a failure. We don't talk to you. So there's has been times where you can't really have those conversations. But luckily, they're willing to get into the details, look in. And in time after time, it seems like uh, getting into the details and allowing uh, good conversations to happen you start to one the pressure kind of comes off of like okay no one tried to you know mess with anything here mm-hmm. but at the same time it turns out it wasn't our fault at all in in this instance but that those emails and phone calls lasted like 2 months yeah like so i got the email or we got the email from the time of we resolved the test or or issue that didn't end up being our issue to begin with it was like months of my life that i was like kind of on pause in my brain of like, man, this is like a game changing thing. So fast forward, we actually ended up getting the job that we wanted. It was a big game changer, but that's another uh, lesson right there is like, you're looking to this next thing to be like, man, if I just got this job or this raise or this career path, I'm set. Yeah. That never happens either. Yeah, just yeah. Uh, yeah. So that w- that's something that I'm learning just as much as okay. Don't worry about things as much. It's hey, don't expect just to arrive one day and be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always say, faith takes faith. Yeah. Don't expect to wake up one day and not need faith anymore. Right. And for me, a lot of times I fall back into that trap of if I just if our, if our business was just at this point yeah. or if. Uh, if we had this or didn't have this going on, life would just be great. Yeah, totally. That makes a lot of sense. Something that goes along with that that I'm thinking about is, uh, I'm trying to get language for it right now. But I just think like anxiety is such a big thing. <laughs> it's yeah. like, because every, it feels like everything is changing all the time. Um, and I guess from uh, something that kind of language that I would have for something that I think I've kind of been learning along that same vein is like very few decisions are like permanent decisions. Yeah. Although that even doesn't come out great because like every decision you make it once and then it, yeah. you did make that decision. That. But, 
I guess, for example, like with you're the not job, mess your life up with, or not everything's going to crumble with one little thing. So, well, sort of. You think I, it's so, going so to? So, like, let's talk about jobs, for example. Like, I remember graduating from college, just try, trying to figure out what I was going to do next, and all of my friends are in the same boat. Yeah. And like the the amount of pressure. This is a that, great question. I love talking about this. Okay. Because I know where you're going with this. Do I, you? I think. Interesting. Because. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with it, yeah. so I'm excited where you, you're no. going to go. <laughs> but the, 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 the pressure was so intense. It felt so intense that like wherever I move to next is where I'm going to live forever. Whatever job I do next is the job I'm going to yeah. have forever. Whatever roommate I move in with is going to be my best friend forever mm-hmm. or not. Or like all of the, it's like this next thing, I better get it right or I'm stuck forever. Yeah. And that pressure is just like brutal. But did you have that pressure? Did you ever feel it before that point though? Because mm. that's where I was going to go to. Is I was just having this conversation conversation with somebody. I remember because as a young kid, and it's funny, my wife makes fun of me because like I, I think I had a fear of failure from a, a young age and I'm not sure right. where I got it from. But like elementary school, you're like, Ooh, middle school is such a big deal. You better do well in middle school because then it prepares you for high school. Right. And you have to do well in high school. Right. Because if you don't do well in high school, you, you won't, won't go to college. college. <laughs> right. And if, and if you, you don't, don't go, go to college, college. <laughs> and, but it, then if you don't do well in college, right. you're not going to get a good mm. job. And if and you, you don't, don't get a good first job, <laughs> you'll end up being a pastor. <laughs> oh my no. gosh. Thank you for that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. I look back and think how much I stressed over like college and yeah. grades. And I ended up working with a family business. Yeah. It's almost like, man, I wish I would have not done so well on some of those tests, <laughs> but like, I'm glad I did things with yeah. excellence. So don't get me wrong. I'm right. glad I, I did get good grades in college but there was a level of anxiety, but more like fear of failure. Yeah. Cause I didn't know I was going to work in my family business right. for a while. And yeah. then come senior year, I kind of knew, but I right. still like, I got to graduate. So yeah, I can't yeah. not do these things. And just the excellence in me, I, I still wanted to do well. Yeah. But man. maybe, maybe where we're different and I could be, I could put the wrong language to this, but I think, so to answer your question to me, I don't think I felt it much before the end of college because yeah, I, like I wasn't worried know. about it. Yeah, exactly. So like your, your way, I would say you were more concerned about like achieving the right, like what about achieving things is the, maybe the word I would put it. Whereas when it woke, when the, when the like, uh, pressure kind of came to me, it was like, it was more about like passion and like, yeah. it, am I going to be alive? And I mean, it's like everybody, we all feel that, but to you, I think it was like, am I gonna, am I gonna be able to do all the, like, am I gonna be good enough, kind of a thing. Yeah. And for me, it was like, what if I, what if I do it and don't like it, and then I'm just like drowning in mediocrity on my insides forever, and yeah. blah, you know, like go down the exactly. dramatic that like spiral of my life. On. Yeah. But I think and it's a similar thing. But I think, we're, yeah, we are wired a little different. So I think we probably felt it at different times. But either way, it's like this immense pressure that whatever you do next, you better nail it and and you better have picked the right road to go down because once you pick it, you're in that lane for the long haul and sorry. Yeah. And I think that there's so much value in kind of like we've been talking about, just like 
trying to get the right perspective on what's worth or what, what, what really is the super permanent stuff. And I think that's where like a lot of the values comes in. And I know that that was a tool somebody gave me along the way, which is essentially evaluating decisions based on values, not just based yeah. on like activity or outcome or whatever. It was like, Hey, you've got a long time to live actually. Like yeah. you're 24 and you feel like you're behind, but you're really not. You're actually just getting started. So what's more valuable than you having your dream job right now is you actually having a job where you can learn the most. So that might include doing a bunch of stuff you don't like on a task end, but it also definitely means learning how to open up your eyes. Like you were talking about when you were little learning how to develop the habit and the skill of watching the people around you to pick up skills, but also to pick up values and outcomes and all that kind of stuff. Like learning is so much more important and permanent than like activity. Yep. That's, and I think that takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. And I know I made the joke earlier, but that's why I have a lot of respect for you. You made decisions to become a past, like you could have easily done other things, Mm -hmm. you know, like you could have really taken the same path I did or, or gone into something else, but you were gripped by your values and what Mm -hmm. God was calling you to. And you knew what was on the inside of you to become a pastor Mm -hmm. and a leader. And, uh, it's, I think that's really admirable. Mm. And so I think that's the harder road to take. And a lot of like, yeah, mm. some people probably go into ministry because for the wrong <laughs> reasons, but that wasn't you. Yeah. 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 And I, yeah. I just think that we can make decisions, learning how to make decisions on like the values is what is ultimately yeah. going to tap into like the passion stuff or the achieving thing or the whatever, like, cause there's never, there's like never ending comparison to other yeah. people. Like somebody is always quote unquote done more and better yeah. than everybody else. It's funny how that works. Huh? Seriously. Like even whoever has the most money, somebody else has done better at whatever. So you, like that drive of like, I gotta be the, I have to do everything the best all the way in every category. Yeah. It's like, there's always somebody. Yeah. It's brutal. It'll just kill you. Yeah. But it's so hard to get away from that. Cause I think so like it feels like a rat race so often. It's like, I gotta stay ahead. And like, I got, I just got to nail this next thing. Yeah. I feel like, uh, we can spend a lot of, a lot of time on that and totally maybe we will in part two, part two. Are we almost done? Oh, we'll go ahead. Okay. Great. Great segue, Chad. Yeah. Instead of getting the, uh, here, I'll, I'll make the, you, you got to still make the noise. Oh, there we go. That ends our time. 40, 35 seconds early. Awesome. Well, thanks for checking out the first episode. We're going to pick up this conversation for next week's episode. We uh, hope you uh, check it out. And don't forget to share with your friends if you learned something helpful. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Indie Young Professionals Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, go ahead and hit the subscribe button on YouTube as well as the bell so that you'll be alerted when we release new episodes. You can also follow us on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. If you want to know more about us and about the people that we're interviewing, follow us on Instagram at Indie Young Professionals. Thanks. Have a great day.